This is Kari Gale. And this is Tony Critz. Welcome to the Pilgrim Lost Podcast, a space for those who wander and wonder. All right. You ready? Yeah. Hey, I see that little red thing flashing. It says recording. All right. We're trying our first distance recording of the Pilgrim Lost Podcast. I'm Tony Criz. And I'm Kari Gale. Uh, we are on a Zoom link. We've never done this before, so um, be kind to us <laughs> and patient. <laughs> this is a mini pod. Um, this is, uh, we don't normally, we don't always do a, a pod recording on the fifth Tuesday of the month. We usually are the first and third, but since there's a fifth Tuesday, we're going to do a little mini pod, little coronavirus survival mini pod slash invitation to a new project. I am, I'm realizing as I look at you, I, you have all the fancy recording gear and I just have my little iPod headphone set. So I hope I'm coming in. Okay. So you sound good from here, but we'll see how the recording turns out. All right. Uh, How are you surviving my friend? I'm good. I, I was just sharing with you a little bit before we started recording that this last week was, was an intense week completely apart from the coronavirus because my parents uh, needed to be moved very quickly from the home that they were living in to an apartment because of my dad being sick. And uh, it was an, an, something that happened within a month period. So uh, a month ago when this was all, you know, a future nightmare, <laughs> we needed to move them. And so we had set the moving date for the end of this month and it had to be bumped up. And so we were really afraid that the moving company would cancel or various things would happen, but we got them moved. They're all settled. And Good. now I'm uh, sort of, they're settling in. I'm settling into this new way of being and um, sort of now just honestly, just now starting to really process what, what these next yeah. days are going to be like, because that giant, that particular burden has been lifted a little bit. So, um, so yeah, it's been a, a really emotional few weeks. How are you doing? Well, before that, just really quickly, uh, how's what's the fear level like in your family? You know, my family's pretty pragmatic. Um, they are. That's true. Yeah, and so there isn't, there isn't. My family is not get prone to. Well, here's the thing: we don't show emotion a lot. So even if people were feeling right. weird things, I I'm probably the most. My brother and I are probably the most emotional, as it were. So we don't really. Hasn't, it hasn't been a, a, a pattern of, of, of the, the, the Rasmussen household to, um, to show a lot of emotion. So I'm probably dealing with it more in, you know, when I, when I talk with friends or my boyfriend or those are the right. moments I get emotional. We pretty much have been in logistics mode for these last few weeks. And so it may change, you know, it's, it's that moment to moment trying to deal and then, the, you know, one moment you feel okay and you're like, okay, I got this. I, I can do this. And then the next moment you're going stir crazy and you want to throw yourself into the river because I have a river right outside. <laughs> I'm actually at my boyfriend's right now because I'm not in my tiny house. Okay. This is a funny thing, Tony. I got, <laughs> I got a video, a video of an email. Um, so a lot of you know that I was on a tiny house show and uh, called living big in a tiny house. And I got a, a, note from them that they want to do another video about how people are surviving in their tiny houses. 
I'm spending most of my time at my boyfriend's, partly because living in a tiny house right now is a little intense. Yeah. 200 square feet where you really aren't supposed to be out walking in the city very much. Right. And so I've spent a lot of time over here because uh, Scott lives on, on the river and there's this really nice place to walk that you can keep your, you know, your appropriate distances. And so I'm not going to be contributing to that video because I'm you have not, nothing to offer. <laughs> I have nothing to offer. So I felt <laughs> a little bad. I'm like, I'm failing the tiny house fail, <laughs> but you know what? You got to get by how you can get by. So, and for me having a little more space to, to, to exist in at this moment is good. Well, maybe you should just pretend like you're there and do the entire little bit about Pilgrim Lost. If it wasn't for Pilgrim Lost, I wouldn't be able to survive this. Pilgrim Lost, the Pilgrim Lost community is so great. They're just, they're making my life to just make the whole thing a Pilgrim Lost commercial. Just like really close up on my face. Yeah. Just, <laughs> just use and abuse their 16 billion watchers. Yeah. I don't know if it's quite up to that, but I, I know. know it's uh yeah. So. Okay, have you seen this um, "Stay the F at Home" yes. video? Yes, with the I have. with the Santa Claus like guy singing. Okay, I've seen a lot. I think there's a lot of them running around out there, but I maybe haven't seen the Santa Claus one. Oh my, you have! If you put "Stay the F," but not "F" the whole word, "Stay yes. the F at Home," put it into YouTube. The first thing that comes up is this man who looks like Santa Claus sitting at a piano singing. It's incredibly delightful. It is brain crack. So you will immediately memorize like six lines of it and they will go round and round your head all day long. But it's so funny. I mean, I've, I've watched it three or four times because it's really, it's very cathartic. Have you seen the hamster video? No. no. There's, a, there's a great hamster video, which um, I'm trying to remember which show I saw it on some news show, some, some kind of comedy slash news show at night. Who did I see it on? Anyway, basically the comedian slash news guy was saying that this hamster video had better, better uh, information than they've, we've heard from Trump this entire time. <laughs> it had the hamster washing his hands. And then like, it just had like four or five, those simple steps that, that we're right. supposed to be doing, but it was all done by a hamster. It was quite entertaining. So that's also right. a really good one to look up. Okay, it's yeah. the hamster one I look for. Yeah. As for me, um, so I've been getting out on the kayak. That's been helpful. And yesterday I was out on the kayak. I was just telling you I got caught in a major Pacific Northwest downpour, uh, probably two miles, mile and a half away from the dock. That was exciting. But I was listening to Brene Brown's new podcast. Mm. She has this new podcast called Unlocking Us with Brene Brown. Oh, she only has like four episodes up and I just discovered it this week. And so I was listening to the most recent, which was a COVID-19 survival episode. As I was paddling around, one of the things that Brene Brown, I would encourage everybody to go listen to it. I mean, seriously, it's uh, unlocking us with Brene Brown and um, the, the most recent episode, episode is, I'm not sure, but it's like COVID-19 survival something. She gets on it. She's talking about how in crisis, the, the way that we survive crisis is with adrenaline. It's this incredible gift of the human body is we release adrenaline in order to get through difficulty. But the problem is adrenaline's not an infinite supply. Right, and it's fight or fight. <laughs> and adrenaline's really hard on your body. And so your body cycles out of adrenaline time. And, and she's like, we've come to this point now 
where most of us have probably worked through our adrenaline, you know, this restructuring life and figuring out how to get to the store and where am I going to, you know, how am I going to stay connected to other human beings and what am I going to do with my family and is everyone taken care of? Like all that stuff we've been on sort of this. She goes, and that adrenaline sort of run off. And when that adrenaline runs off, then we're really left, we're really left with sort of our more raw resources in order to survive. And that can be really challenging. It's like this morning I'm walking around the house and I'm just realizing how like reactive I am the whole time. Like every little thing, you know, yeah, you know, the, the cabinet door is left open. And I'm like, no, why is this open? And I slam it shut. I'm like, what the hell is wrong with me? I'm completely overreaction guy. I've, 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 okay. So you've seen It's a Wonderful Life. Yes, of course. So, you know, George Bailey, George Bailey. So George, there's that scene where George is really upset because they lost the money and he's walking around his house and, and he's like, why do we have to live in this drafty house? And why, why, why do we have all these children? And would you stop, would you stop playing the piano? And I, and I don't know. He's just like, he's just going off the whole time on every little thing. I don't want to spell frankincense. You know, he's like yelling at his children for no reason because they're just asking him simple questions that he ends up like going postal and destroying his architecture table. But um, I kind of feel that coming on a little bit, you know, my, just that overreaction thing. And, uh, and Brene Brown was so, I mean, she's so great. She's just like the way she is self-deprecating and she doesn't use any big therapeutic words. She just uses normal words to explain what she feels. She validates feelings. She makes this very great statement that we, you can't, oh, how does she say it? You can't let crisis compare. Mm. Oh, well, there are these doctors in the front line are going through so much. So the fact that I can't figure out how to get toilet paper doesn't matter. Or the fact that my kids are stressing me out doesn't matter. No, emotions are emotions. We feel them fully and you can't invalidate what you're going through because other people are going through harder things. In fact, tapping into what you're feeling, this is me now saying this, not Brene, but tapping into what you're feeling in whatever way you're feeling it, that will give you the empathy language to connect with others around you who are going through it in different ways. Mm. If I can go into it and go, yes, I'm fully feeling my sadness, my isolation, my fear, my angers, my disappointments. If I can, if I can go in, if I can identify what those things feel like, and if I can find language for it, then when someone else comes in my life and they explain their sadness, fear, disappointment, whatever, I can, I can more readily empathize because I've had the same feelings, even though I haven't had the same experiences. Because empathy is not defined by going through the same thing someone else has gone through. I, empathy happens when we can identify the same emotions that that person is feeling. Mm, I like that. I like that. Um, specifying that because I, I, I think that you. I've always thought that in order to have empathy, you needed to go through that exact thing. But I think that's absolutely right. Like if yeah, someone yeah. goes, you know, I've I've absolutely been able to identify with loss because of grieving the loss of my marriage. It doesn't have to be that someone is losing that particular thing. So that right. that's a, I think that's an important distinction. And and if it was true that we had to experience the same thing, then we could never empathize with anybody because ultimately every experience is different by degrees. Right. So we would be left with nothing as far as human connection. And in reality, we know that human connection is actually the the foundation of life. So anyway, um, and that's a Brene Brown idea, by the way. I didn't come up with that. Like 
you know, feeling, being able to identify the same feelings, not the same experience is the, is the essence of empathy. Mm. That's really helpful. Thanks, Brene. Yeah. Thanks, Brene. Brene, by the way, open invitation to come on the pod. We'd love to have you. Um, (laughs) I'm sure she has so much time on her hands right now. She might, we never know, You, you know what? She might, she might have time on her hands. Well, talking about this idea of connection and talking about sharing and the common experiences and uh we originally before all this was happening you know we had pride had planned we had pilgrim lost had planned to have april be this month of of an idea of a practice that we were going to engage in right and do you mind if i jump in there and start no, no, talking go, go, about okay. it okay so a lot of you heard um on some of the pods we record last year uh, this idea of the 100 day project. And I did a show of my ordinary objects and we talked a lot about that process and, and the practice of doing something for a hundred days in a row and what that kind of evokes and births in you. And, uh, with those sort of, um, that was a, that process was really revolutionary for me. It was the first time that I had done something like that. Uh, I had done shorter processes, maybe for 40 days or 30 days, but it was the first time I had done something for an entire 100 days. So that that particular project is coming up again. It starts officially on April 7th. So the communities, and you don't have to follow the exact uh, calendar with everyone, but it's fun. I like following the calendar because it feels like, again, this thing that you're doing with community. And everyone is with this this virus and the way we're connecting with people, I think it's so important that we find new and unique and creative ways to connect, right? We're all doing this virtual happy hours and FaceTiming with people. I mean, we were just talking, Scott and I were just talking about the fact that he's had more conversations with people than he normally does. He's He's more of an introvert. I'm an extrovert, but we're connecting with people that we haven't connected with in months because of this, it's, it's bringing up this, this actually new forms of connection in the sense of we're, we're, we're thinking more of who, who do we want to reach out to? And so the idea that we would join in together at a practice would, is actually super exciting to me. So I'm starting the 100 day practice on April 7th. I think you are starting the 100 day practice. I'm going to start it too. I'm going to do it. And um, my boyfriend, who actually was the person that got me into this process in the first place, is starting it. And a bunch of friends uh, are starting it as well. And um, so we wanted to talk just a little bit about it and then invite you all, all of our, all of our listeners, into this process as well. Um, hundreds and hundreds and thousands, I think even thousands. I, I'll look it up, so I'll have the number next time. But a huge amount of people do this every year. It's been going digitally in the sense that people have been posting on Instagram about it for the last four to five years, because I believe this is Scott's fifth year of doing it. It'll be my second. Uh, But it's really this process of having some sort of accountability for creative practice. So the idea is that you would just choose something creative to do for a hundred days. It could be anything creative. It doesn't have to be restricted to art or writing. It could be a dance. It could be crocheting. It could be creative cooking. It could be anything that you want to do that is that you would choose to do for a hundred days to create a practice around around something inspiring. Jump in. Okay. So let me let me see if I understand. Since I'm the I'm the learner and you're the teacher, uh, let me to to know if you understand something, you need to be able to say it back. So uh, 
So starting April 7th, I would go for 100 days. And over those 100 days, by the end of each day, I would want to accomplish some project that I've set. So if I've set out, I want to cook a dish I've never cooked before every day for 100 days. That's That might be a big one. I'm just throwing out yeah. a minute. Yes. So. Oh, and there was a distinction that I didn't say is is it could be five minutes every day. It could be a half an hour. It could be an hour. Clearly with uh, in our prior lives, squeezing in a half an hour was going to be, is pretty intense with our new lives in this moment in time, right. we all have a lot more time. So you might be able to do something Maybe. a lot longer or you may not. And that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how long it takes you. It's just choosing. So for example, when I did this last year, I chose to do a drawing, giving myself half an hour every day to complete it. Now, if you wanted to do a bigger drawing and then just do a portion of it every day, that's okay too. It doesn't have to yeah, be, yeah. Could it be a like, finished product. I'm, I'm going to work on a larger, let's say I wanted to work on a novel and for a hundred yes. days, I'm going to commit to, to work on it for a half hour a day. Would that be an appropriate application of the hundred day project? Absolutely. Absolutely. And then let me clarify the name. So it's hundred, like the number one zero zero day project. If I wanted to Google it or look for it on Instagram. Absolutely. And usually the word the comes in front of it, the 100 day project. The so, 100, that's what I want to confirm. Okay. And a woman named Ella Luna was the first woman to bring it onto Instagram. And you can Google all the history. There's, it's, it's actually really interesting. But she was the first person to bring it onto Instagram. So if you wanted to join in in the digital aspect of this, the social media aspect, what the Instagram piece is, is that you post something about it every day. So for example, I posted my finished drawing, which was a really easy application of that. If you were writing a novel, that's not as simple, but maybe you would post a few sentences of a piece that you were working on. Or if you were doing, let's say, Tony, you decided to do an expressive dance every day. Oh, yes. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> I was thinking with fabric. And then you... <laughs> Sorry, I'm just imagining you doing Flags that. Flags right? and ribbons, lots of ribbon dancing. I think that's exactly. And you could record yourself. You could record yourself doing a you know a minute of that dance and post that on Instagram. Now the Instagram piece is not necessary. Are you still giggling? Yeah, I'm. 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 I'm right now, I'm dreading that there are like ribbon dancers listening to us right now, going, "Hey, what's so funny about ribbon dancing?" And then I'm no. like, "Then I feel so dumb." But it's more no. that I would do it. That's the piece. I'm like, ribbon yeah. dancing is not beautiful. 50-year-old Tony Chris bald doing that's that's what's funny about it. I just want to clarify. Yes, let's clarify. Um so the as I was saying, the Instagram piece isn't necessary, but I liked it because it did it was an added level of accountability. Right. That you know, that I would post it. So and also there's this whole process of of Whatever it was at the end of my 30 minutes, whether it was a drawing I loved or a drawing I didn't love, I posted it. And it sort of started to take, uh, and we talked a little bit about this on a prior pod, but it took the preciousness out of it. So I didn't have to have this beautiful, amazing, you know, perfect piece to post that I was uh, hoping would, you know, garner a hundred likes or whatever. It was just, ex I posted it regardless. And that was a level of accountability for me that I needed in order to maintain that hundred day, um, that hundred day rhythm. So okay. if you choose to do that yeah. or not, it doesn't matter, but it was helpful for me. So we're going to do a launch pod on April 7th. Yes. And we're going to get on and, uh, 
I'm going to try and block out time so that I can post it as soon as we get it recorded. And it's going to be sort of a, hey, we're, we did our first day and this is what we've decided to do. And this is what we're thinking about. And these are what we've heard. And maybe these are some other people we know that are doing it with us. And what we would like to ask all of you to think about whether you'd like to do it. And so, yeah, you sort it's of an invitation. Have, we have a week to think through the invitation and go, um, what, what would be something that would be good for my soul? And let me just say this. Um, Kari and I had a really honest conversation about a week ago about whether or not to still do this because the world's changed so much in the last couple of months from when we originally thought this would be a good idea to do as a community, as a pilgrim practice. And our conclusion was that this is actually the perfect time to do it. One of the things that really harms um, the mind, soul, spirit um, dynamic in times like this is when we relegate ourselves to um, only things that are so comfortable that we actually turn off. Sitting in front of screens, sitting in front of TV, doing the, the things that for us are very numbing practices. And over time, numbing practices actually become very destructive to the mind, soul, spirit reality inside of us. And so to build in something 15 minutes a day of something that I'm going to, I'm going to really strive to express myself to, to build neuropathways, to access new parts of my soul, to be inspired in some small way, those things are going to help rescue us. Are going to give us the energy. It's going to help me have the energy to engage my three teenage boys more effectively because those parts of my brain are being stimulated intentionally so that I have some energy left over for my family and my friends and things like that. So I just want to just really say, hey, think about it. And you know what? Grace abounds, mercy abounds. If you want to do the 100 day project, but you're only going to do it every other day, fine, do what's for you. You know, like there's no rules to this. Uh, but I just think it'd be great to do something together and to share with one another. And when we do these Instagram posts on the, during this project, Kari, what do you think if we do, if we hashtag them in a uh, hundred day project, then we also hashtag them Pilgrim Lost so that people can find them easily if they want to go on. Yeah. And then we all could do that. Any other, anybody else doing, doing it within this community could just put Pilgrim Lost as part of it. And we could see each other, you know, others work. And I'm not doing art, everybody. I'm going to do, I'm going to probably do a writing project of some kind. So I'll be posting some little meme of something I wrote or something. So, well, and this is also for me an opportunity. Normally, I would the first thing that I would think of would be to do an art project, and I'm going to try to step a little bit out of my comfort zone Ooh. and do some writing. What I know, and work on a project that's been sitting in the back burner. I can share a little bit more about it um, next next time. But um, I did want to, I want to call out someone who is a follower of ours and our listener and also a follower on Instagram. His name is Patrick O'Brien. And he, a while back, uh, had listened to one of our podcasts and he started doing a hundred day project months ago. And it was so cool because Patrick is a photographer and he posts these beautiful photos every day and he's been tagging us on it right. and just sharing. He, he basically he had listened to a pod and I'm trying to scroll back in the, in the, um, in his Instagram right now. I should have had this all ready to go, but of course I don't. But basically he said that our message of seeing beauty in the everyday mm. was, was really impactful for him. And so he set out in his hundred day project to see beauty every day and 
take a photo of the simple things and the big things that were striking him and bringing that that gratitude into his into his life so hey uh, patrick thanks so much for following us and we're excited to have you maybe jump jump in wherever you're at maybe you've finished uh, i don't think you quite finished with your first hundred project 100 day project but we love to to see what you're doing and i'm super excited to to see what all the rest of you do so if you choose to join in with us which i hope you do and if you if you do come up with a project between now and next tuesday uh, send us a note so that maybe we can share that here's another idea that someone's doing. We'd love it. Yeah. Just go to our website at pilgrimloss.com and drop us a note and say, Hey, I'm in, here's what I'm doing. And that way we can kind of start building this community of, of pilgrims who are doing, joining in with us. That would be awesome. All right, everybody. Thanks so much. Stay healthy out there. Uh, get in a little physical, physical activity. Please eat something more than just sweets and potato chips for your body health and for your relational health. Stay connected and full of love. Thanks for getting lost with us. Thanks, guys. Thank you for walking with us. To stay connected, visit us at pilgrimlost.com. Please comment, share, and respond.